this time on the popular Parallax. Get away from her, you bitch! These female leads combine savage strength with super intelligence, thoughtfulness, and empathy. What a concept! Stay tuned for our favorite heroines. Hi, thanks for joining us. I'm Jerrica Lala. And with me, she's placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. Bunny Sunnydale. Sup, Bunny? I just got back from the gym, and boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> Working on my pre-apocalypse resolutions. That's right, because we, every day we're one step closer to- I got it. I, like yeah. I said- my cardio levels are not ready for <laughs> zombies or anything. It's a lot to look forward to, but while we're doing that, we like to go through some of our favorite female heroes and leads in movies because we do talk about a lot of sci-fi and there are a lot of men involved. Yep. Like a lot. Yeah. They never a- stop talking. <laughs> And what I think is interesting is whether the movie's good or bad, we always remember when there is a notable female because mm-hmm. it's so rare. Fifth Element. Yeah. And it's nothing against it. She's beautiful. She did her job in that movie, you know, for a professional model. Nicely done. Mm-hmm. And Mila has gone on to do other acting as well. Yeah. Acting. <laughs> uh, but she, you know, she wore tape. She wore the shit out of that Yeah, tape. she sure did. And she was something to look at that was beautiful and sort of blend into the whole aesthetic of the film, which was very weird and colorful and like a cartoon. Yeah, she it's was a beautiful movie. She was actually very anime-ish. But I feel like if more women were integrated better into more of the kinds of movies I would like to see, I wouldn't remember that so well. Yeah, like she's not really character or anything she's just like this tool that they need i just find for me that my mind just clings on to any notable woman i see yeah Yeah. because you just remember it because it's so uncommon yeah oh my god she wasn't the girlfriend or she didn't die so the guy would have to do something cool or she's not there just to get rescued from a terrible situation yeah but there have been great movies with great females to start it all off one of the toughest all right we've got seven canisters of cn20 I said we roll them in there and nerve gas the whole fucking nest. That's worth a try, but we don't even know if it's going to affect them. Look, let's just bug out and call it even, okay? What are we talking about this for? I say we take off and nuke the entire site for morbid. It's the only way to be sure. Fucking A. Oh, Ripley. So Alien, 1979. She was interesting in that she was uh, sort of the captain of the ship. Mm-hmm. But it was not a space fighting vehicle. No. Go either. out into deep space. They go to sleep. They go out into deep space. They do their mission. They go to sleep. They come home. It was not militarized yeah, whatsoever. Yeah, day in the office. Deep How, space but collected junk. One, one day, they go out there and they discover something horrifying. Some of the scariest aliens we'd seen in a movie. I would uh, say, for, I can't think of scarier ones. The only yeah. ones that are, like, they've been ripped off. Like, for pretty everything. Much, yeah, yeah. Now everything. that's just what aliens look like. That's right. 
they just look like that. Yeah, it was hugely influential. First time, I think it was quite shocking. Slimy insects. Like bugs. <laughs> huge teeth and they, slime. More they so much slime. Incubate their eggs inside of people and then the alien just hatches through the person. And That's it is horrible. It's gross. And that happens during the film of two of poor gentleman who works on the, the <laughs> ship who gets seated yep. with these edit because it is very bug it's like yeah. spider yeah, legs almost yeah, but ripley doesn't come right off at you as a big tough rambo-esque leader it has to you i mean she's obviously respected but yeah she's a very calm she's quite soft-spoken as the movie builds up you see her resilience and toughness. A lot of the time, your tough female character, they need to be at like fucking 11 the entire time. They're just angry and yelling and muscles and kicking shit over. And there's no balance or variation. It's just raging through the entire movie. That's just one note. That's Yeah, just... and it was a point that you made was that it could be a man. Yeah. It's a woman playing a man. This masculine character, and they just cast a woman and say, look it, that's a kick-ass we did that. woman. Yeah. And it's not a woman. It's just an actress playing a man's part. Ripley was a, essentially first conceived of as a male character and I think between Ridley Scott and their writer uh, Dan O'Bannon all men but to their credit I think the character was well adjusted yes and changes were made so that it wasn't because she was not a black and white no <laughs> that she had a real mystery enigma about her yeah. which made I think made people so fascinated mm-hmm. with the yeah character. and you have to make those adjustments like you need to adjust the character yeah and the dialogue because there are fucking differences. Yeah, she well, she becomes she is sort of a matriarch of the ship. And mm-hmm. since every time one of these guys goes down, it's like she's losing another piece of her, yeah. her team. You know, her, her family. The family it is it's just a family type situation. There there is a scene near the end of the film, which by then you're just on the edge of your seat and you're yeah. you're biting off your own hands. Shit's intense. She escapes as the survivor. There's a fucking one of these things on her escape pod so she takes off her uniform and it's down to her her undies and a wife beater <laughs> love those wife beaters on these tough <laughs> ladies and she gets into a spacesuit mm-hmm. ejects blown out into space it was done with such purpose that i never felt like it was taking advantage in any yeah. way yeah do you know what i mean you're yeah because mean, you're not even thinking about that you're just like get in the suit get in the suit get in the suit get the yeah suit. <laughs> like so often it's just oh how can we get her clothes off. Her clothes off. Yeah. And usually, again, is this lazy writing of like, her clothes all caught fire except her, her, <laughs> her, bra. her sexy, sexy bra and panties. Like, wait, what? What kind of fucking, fu- what? Yeah. And it's stupid. And that's why it stands out because yeah. it has, it's just dumb and it makes the no sense. The gold medal for this is Into Darkness. Start when they're in that ship and yeah. she just changes in front of him for no reason. She's like, <laughs> what and i was like i hate this movie so much <laughs> and jj's big defense was like well we had a shower scene with benedict cumberbatch but it got cut and i'm like of course it fucking got cut yeah 
You're not cutting the titties. No. Right? Oh, and no. also, they show that shower scene, and it was not sexy. It looked like. <laughs> well, no kidding. He's, oh he's, a, he's a nice guy, and he had he put he list he must eat a lot of boiled chicken for that movie because he put on a lot of muscle, but he just looked like one of those hairless cats in the shower. Like he was, it was not yeah. great. Yeah. Right? And I was just like, that is the lamest excuse. Like it almost oh, yeah, was yeah. worse when he brought that up. I was like, I wouldn't have brought that up. Yeah. You're like, you're not helping your case, <laughs> friend. <laughs> Fucking lame. Yeah. But that's that's the that's the one that always comes to my mind yeah. where I'm just like, I hate you. Yeah. I hate everything about yeah. this. And there is there's none of that here because no. there's a direct reason. And it's not a bra and panties. It's a shirt and panties. It is so suspenseful. And right at the like you're because it's one of those like, oh, movie's done it's over oh my god like that was the brilliance of it my heart yeah it's like it's alive like it was so good it was so successful 1986 we got aliens yeah she's back the sea she's she is back and guess who's at the helm this time james cameron who Ooh. loves his terminator he loves ladies chicks. he loves this and i mean apparently being married to him is like living in hell compared <laughs> apparently from all his wives oh. but i will give him this he represents very well tough ass women he uses and i mean you can tell it turns into a james cameron movie because it becomes much more action centered yeah the first one is almost like a suspense horror yes the second one is an action sci-fi horror big time yeah they're like we got this tough they're lady like, let's have her kicking ass yeah let's get out the big guns yeah. and have she's come back 50 years have gone by so she's been asleep in that pod for 50 years but she's been found by like a total coincidence sort of miracle yeah no kidding she's found out her only child who was 11 is his daughter is yep. passed away recently Aww. at only about 66 so she missed the daughter's life completely uh so she's having sort of post-traumatic stress disorder a little bit she wakes up in a sweat because of the she, alien thing she the aliens should are coming yeah absolutely <laughs> and she's justified the company doesn't believe her story <laughs> they don't believe this woman when she's saying this is what happened. Yeah. They're like, mm, is it? Like, there's all this bullshit. <sighs> which seems, companies. unfortunately, totally believable. I was like, yeah, yeah this would happen. They were yep. like, you cost us a lot of money. And we're just not sure about this story. Yeah. And I was like, how else would it have happened? Yeah. But I could totally see this happening in today's world. Not with aliens, perhaps, but with many things. Uh, yeah. Um, where you think if she was a male captain, would they just be like, wow, that sounds that's like crazy bruised quite a trial. So she is not allowed to be a captain anymore, but garbage. she gets a job as like a garbage lady or so she's like <laughs> moving shit around. And Paul Reiser, a very young Paul Reiser, comes He's to He's a trustworthy fella. Yeah. The lesson here is never take Paul Reiser into space and don't <laughs> believe anything he says. Because he is a he's little- not, he's, he's not little, trustworthy? He's a little rat worm. A little rat worm, but he convinces her that there's a terraforming colony way out in space that they've lost contact with. Oh, that's never good. What could it be? What could it be? Well, they think they know what it might be. It uh, might be I the same incidents. Yeah, we all have a bad feeling. <laughs> and she says, I am never going up there again. And he's at her and he's at her. And she finally says, you're going up there to kill them not study them right like we're gonna blow them away and he's sort yeah. of like mm, sure we are like, <laughs> you know 
So she goes up there with him and a, a team of Marines. Oh, well, team, te- that sounds better. I'd rather if I have anything. to go. I want yeah. Marines with me. Including an incredibly tough Jeanette Goldstein is the actor's name, who is the biggest woman you've ever seen She's in the movies. Built. Yeah, like not, not the tallest, like the most muscly woman. Yeah. She was so huge and muscular that I thought, this is a bodybuilder they've found, like a professional bodybuilder yeah. that is just a decent... She's an actress, and here's a little trivia for you. She <laughs> shows up in almost every James Cameron film, always as a small character part, but she's he, in there. He loves his favorites. Like. Yeah, he. well, I think, I mean, I I think all directors have a few people they sort of mm-hmm. call, because you do see recurring, and they yeah. usually are the character people. Yeah. You can't use the same lead, oh, well, <laughs> Tim Burton. Um, you <laughs> often can't use the same leads over and over. But so that was interesting. She's great. And she is one of the longer survivors, but they, a lot of them end up going. Because guess who's up there? The aliens. Oh. And they're queen I was going to say Pokeroo. Yeah. It was, <laughs> we wish it was Pokeroo. And he's a creepy fucker too. <laughs> Including this huge queen, like, because it's like a, a, a hive of bugs yeah. in a way. And there's this enormous queen bee. Yeah. Of hives, so it's sort of like she's the one that has to be destroyed to, to have even have a chance of stopping them because there's yeah. just gonna be more, more, more. And they find a little girl who is the sole survivor oh. of this thing. Newt, N E W T, Newt, a little girl who had never acted before and never acted again, but huh. did receive several awards for yeah. this portrayal in this movie. She's a school teacher now, but oh. she still goes to conventions. Oh, so of course people she can say hi to Newt, which would be, actually, I think it would be really fun. You weren't a star, yeah. but you were to a few people, and then you could go around the convention and yeah, not you get can... bothered because you're just that... a regular lady. Yeah. But she's great. And of course, Ripley immediately forms a bond with yeah. this kid because of what's happened to her kid. Mm-hmm. And ju- it's sort of just like, I w- there is no way on god's universe that this kid is not getting out of here with us and because of that she you know they lose the kid a couple of times it's just stomach churning yeah watching (laughs) this film progress yeah and all the time these things are coming in on their defenses and they're yeah she goes like fucking crazy mama bear yeah and And it is the whole movie really revolves around the queen bee female ripley female child female Yep. When a movie's this good, I really don't think it's as big a deal as people make it out to be whether the movie is driven by a female or a male. No. Because it's fucking awesome. Yeah. As long as it's good, people yeah. don't care. It is so Just compelling. Just make it good. It's so compelling. And the, the character detail they managed to get in while keeping it this action horror thing mm-hmm. is amazing. Yeah. And Sigourney Weaver, I read that one of their earlier picks for this was Meryl Streep. And I mean, she would she would have done it. Mm-hmm. She she is a chameleon and she would have done it. But there is something about Sigourney Weaver that is so raw. Yeah. There's just nothing on top. There's no shoe. It's just like this raw human being. She Yeah, she just gets this incredibly subtle characterization with these depths and depths and depths that really much of it never comes out, but you see it there in her eyes. Yeah. Because there's always something going on in her mind. Yeah. You see the wheels turning and that's a good actor. You always had, they can't just be 
A blank stare is a blank stare and you can see it on the camera because the camera is so intimate. If your line of vision changes like this on the camera, it looks like you've looked into the next room. Like yeah. The camera picks up everything and the people who really understand that are the ones that come across so mm -hmm. well. And she just carries these like it's a featherweight. And yeah. These huge head amazing. movies. And she's just like, yep, no problem. This is yep. me. They, they are absolute sci-fi classics. Oh, yeah. If and you like sci-fi, you have to. Completely female driven, um, but not at all exclusive of men. And there are remarkable male characters. They're not all losers and assholes. There are remarkable <laughs> male characters as Reiser. well. And Paul Reiser. <laughs> you know, and go Bill in there. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh man, I can't believe this is happening, man. Oh man, woman. <laughs> at least it's a dry heat. Like he's he's there for comic relief, but there are there are good dudes in there who really support her and, yeah. and respect her because they're smart enough to see that she's the only one. Yeah. Because their captain is not great and he panics yeah. and she has to sort of take over. But yeah, like you can't have like we were saying, you can't build up a female character to be so tough and so intelligent by making the male characters around her. Like, of course, because then it's like, well, yeah, of course she's smarter than them. Yeah. Everybody is, right? Yeah. You have to make it like, you know, actual human society. Mm-hmm. People, people have these jobs because they are like, you're yeah. not going to be a space marine yeah. and be like a total fucking idiot. Yeah. You know, like that's just not going to happen. And you're Quick hoping, thinking, so, what's that? You know, maybe know. some of them seem like, better people than other mm -hmm. ones and stuff but that's again that's realistic i mean they yeah. don't love everybody at work right i certainly <laughs> do not now briefly there were two more sequels alien 3 but, yeah, directed by david fincher in 1992 alien 4 alien resurrection uh directed by john pierre Junet, 1997 written by joss whedon no shh don't tell anybody whoops no shh, shh, shh no i mean who i don't know who could have written it it was too late to keep doing these sequels yeah and they had gotten so out of control mm -hmm. with the stupid they just they wanted to keep finding ways to keep ripley going yeah well because they knew that killing she, her, her at the end of three i'm gonna spoil it don't watch the even watch the pretend three and four don't exist that's yep. my advice to people who haven't seen these yes don't even worry about three and four because they are totally different from the first two and they are so unsatisfying yeah They're, yeah just disappointment yeah and tears yeah it's sort of just like how can we let's keep putting her into different situations yeah they love the aliens the characters so much getting more stupid and mm -hmm. unbelievable and i mean alien resurrection they kill her off at the end of alien 3 because she has got some of the alien seed inside and she's just like if we kill the alien here and kill me it's over so mm -hmm. she sacrifices herself and it's fucking stupid. The movie, she's in a men's prison. Like they're like, what's the toughest, scariest place you can put this woman? Yeah. Men's prison. Let's see how she does in here. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> and then in four, they're like, you know what? We wait, we we want to do this again. That was Let's a boo boo. Clone her. So now she's a fucking clone. Oh, and it's way in the, more in the future. Winona Ryder's in there being a fucking walking disaster. <laughs> Sorry, Winona. Like, she's not suitable. It's just no. not suitable. And they go to strange, weird new places. And it gets kind of sexual. It's not what the movies are supposed to even be. No. That is absolutely not the 
priority. It's just, it's just like what we want to do more with this. It's just like, well, then make video games. Stop doing this. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> just don't. So unfortunately, make a couple too many sequels, but that one and two, I actually prefer two. Some people prefer mm-hmm. one because it is a slower, more suspenseful, maybe a little more intellectual film. And I do love them both, but I, I can't resist a walking robot that you step into. <laughs> Good old mech suit. Yeah, mech People suit. love them. What can you do around here? Well, I can work one of those suits. We'll get to work, lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and as mentioned quite at length on another one of our our episodes, of course, Sarah Connor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't talk about tough ladies in sci-fi and, and not mention out. Sarah yeah. Connor. I mean, I know it's the Terminator and he, Arnold is not what carries a film. He needs support. And really to me it was it's about her and she is she is a crazy tough. motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of crazy mama bear. Yeah. Everything and she does is to protect that yeah, kid. Yeah. Mildly insane, super violent. She's angry. She wants mm-hmm. to destroy those robots. They they should the be destroyed. Yeah. They absolutely them. should be. God damn but yeah, the, the impression that she made was massive. Yeah. Movies. It was just like, I think that had never been seen before. Because even, you know, Sigourney wasn't meant to be a Marine. She sort of fell into it by circumstance. And she yeah. was strong and stuff. But I mean, Linda Hamilton was just like, I just hit the gym for 10 years. And yeah. here I am. I'm like, how did this tiny woman, I mean, in Terminator, she, it literally looks like she weighs 90 pounds. Yeah. And then in this, and I mean, she's still very slim, but Mm -hmm. she is so cut. Yeah. She looks unbelievable and just look like nothing is going to stop her. And they add to that by what she did with her physique with just like, she just keeps getting up. Yeah. She's like the the female Terminator. Terminator, Exactly. Nothing can stop her. And she's absolutely determined. And I did feel the movie was her movie, even though you had the very compelling kid and even Arnold wasn't bad, but it's her all about her yeah everyone is so strong in that movie and she's just doesn't blend in that chick is killing everything yeah (laughs) literally she is protecting her kid and yeah that is that out here everything hurts you want to get through this do as i say now pick up what you can and run Furiosa, who is furious. She is not happy. And again, even though it is Mad Max is the movie, but really, to me, it was her movie. I agree. I mean, and he, not that he wasn't, he was great, but he is uh, definitely the strong silent type. And her influence made his character better. You know, he did start to humanize, even though at first he's just sort of this weird monster that's sort of punching everybody to get away from, including her. Mm -hmm. They have a big fight when he tries, because he just tries to steal her truck. And she, it's her influence that makes sort of the whole movie happen. Yeah, she's a very actionary character and everything is happening because of her like yes. she's rescued those people she's trying to get away she's fighting for what she thinks is right yeah which she's right what she's doing is right absolutely <laughs> he like he's trying to do his own 
thing and he's kind of more passive and yeah. then when he gets involved with her well and he he's reactive to her because mm-hmm. he does get caught up in her cause a little bit yeah. even though he's like i'm my own man everything is his <laughs> stuff at the beginning and i mean it is it's great and it's fun but that's that is old mad max and she transforms him into a no more modern mad max to me yeah because he goes oh these individual people's lives do actually matter and i should yeah help her to help these yeah. women this man that we have here yeah that he was i think just you know he was gonna be killed they help him and they snap him out of his religious trance that he's sort of in the nick holt character mm-hmm. so it isn't it's not exclusive again it is inclusive of both genders but it is totally her influence i liked it because i thought you know uh, any male hero maybe he would go to that trouble to save those ladies but i'm not sure i just don't he yeah would, would he put his whole life on it like uh, she I don't was just so. like i will do anything yeah to get these women out of here even though they have no relation to me i don't or not that we know of yeah we, you know but she understands what they are mm-hmm. and that they're they're doomed and she's like well it's too bad about these five thousand men but i'm getting these girls out of here yeah for sure and i i just you know it made it more believable to me that she was a woman yes. and not a yeah. male hero yeah, to do that it... specifically. You know, it was it was female lives matter. No, all lives matter. No, but these lives matter yeah. to me the most. Yes. And I believed it more. And I mean, a huge risk to get them out and oh, all yeah. that stuff. You know, what we also enjoyed was, because I did, I talked to a few people and they, they were men who said love the Charlize Theron character of course she's, she's fucking said, amazing you know, the other ladies in the film they were damsels in distress just like any other movie and that was it and yeah. then I saw it and I thought but they did change yeah again. they they aren't like they start fu- like at first <sighs> yeah uh, yeah they're just these scared yeah little they've never been outside they've never been outside yeah. they've just been locked in a cage used for breeding and shit yeah. and so yeah there's a bit of shell shock when they get out and they're being rescued and, and shit's happening smaller they're the what you think of is they're very sort of they're models they're wavy yeah. young ladies but as the movie progresses they start thinking because they're not stupid they're just in a horrible circumstance and before you know it they're shooting guns yeah his prized lady with who's pregnant is throwing her belly in the line of fire because she knows it's the only thing that he won't shoot at so they definitely evolve and again because of furiosa's influence they're like i want to be like this woman not like this yeah and to think just oh they're damsels in distress the whole time just because they get rescued at the beginning yeah and that's they, not fair and that's i think part of it is too you know you if you just take a visual look and you think oh well that's the big strong one yeah who's more like a man yeah and these are the little ladies mm-hmm. it's easy to do that but she is not like a man she's obviously female just because you shave your head yeah doesn't mean you're a dude and i mean originally she had started filming and had hair she did a bit and was just like i can't play this character with this fucking hair yeah. Just shaved it the fuck off. Yeah, I can't imagine it any other way. No shit. Because bugs and who knows what yeah, they're dealing with, right? Sand and shit yeah. in there all the time. Ugh. Yeah, and she, I mean, it's Charlize Theron. Nobody's looking at her going, I wasn't sure if that was a man or not. Like, <laughs> give me a break. She's got that fucking kick-ass fake metal arm. Yeah. That oh, must have been a pain in the ass to deal with shooting. Because I think it was just green screened. So yeah. she sort of got to work 
with one arm just sort of tucked in the whole mm-hmm. time, including a big fight. Yeah. Meat monster. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, not so does. He was an excellent Mad Max. He was an excellent Mad Max. You know, when they first were starting talking about Fury Road, mm-hmm. they were like, we gotta get Mel Gibson back for this. And Ooh. then he did a bunch of super crazy shit. And they were like, maybe just a cameo as like a beggar on the side of the road. And then he did more crazy shit. And they were like, you know what? No. <laughs> so sadly for Mel, but I mean, Mel had his time. And it's now yeah. over. And I don't know if there's going to be a lot of sequels to this either. This seemed like a gen- no. Yeah, I like would prefer just, no. Yeah. Um, and I think it was just such a trial to shoot that I don't know if it's like, oh, we're going to make three sequels to this. Yeah. It's like, you can't. You can't. George Miller is going to be dead before you can do <laughs> oh. that. Because each one takes years to yeah. film. Yeah. I would rather, you know... If you're looking back and you're like, oh, my last thing for Mad Max was Thunderdome and think, mm, I don't know if that was yeah. the strongest. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> the strongest way oh, to leave that. That was so good. And then that kind of ate away at you and you say, all right, one more thing. Yeah. And make Fury Road. Yeah. And it makes a bunch of money. It's nominated for an Oscar. I, I don't would put a period on that. Yes. I wouldn't say. I can do that again, because then you're going to end up with 2020 Thunderdome. And you're just like, no, no, you've done it. Yeah. You've made the same mistake again. Yeah. I would just leave it at this. It's fucking fantastic. Yeah. It's so good. And it does have a resolution. Like, there's no need to do more. Yeah. When you you have something like that, the only need is more money. Yeah. (laughs) Leave it the fuck alone. We've all made enough money for this. You are the Slayer. To each generation, a Slayer is born. One girl in all the world, a chosen one, one born with a strength and skill to hunt the vampires, to stop the spread of their evil blah, blah, blah. I've heard it, okay? Going the other way on the girly scale, let's go super girly. <laughs> girly, girly, girly. Let's go Sweet Valley High girly. Ooh. Except, wait a minute. It's not Sweet Valley High. Oh my God, it's vampires everywhere. <laughs> Sweet Valley High is built on a hell mouth. That's right. <laughs> Good old Buffy. Oh, Buffy. And I mean, if you're talking about strong female characters, you need Buffy. She is female. Like, she is girly. Yes. Because that's she's, part she's of She's a cartoon her... girl, really. Yeah. Like, she's like, just that's her weird little hair clips. Yep. Well, I mean, it didn't help well, that was in the 90s. The she earl- is The early very... shows are, like, now, you look at it, you're like, oh, my God. You're like, the clothes. wow. Yeah. It's, it's think, think the first season of Friends. You're sort of in the same zone. Yeah. Clips, little underbob curled hair yeah. at the shoulder but i mean that was that was it and they wanted it to be current and that was the whole thing of we want that super girly girl that is usually being attacked and killed by monsters to turn around and kill the monster right and just have all that power and strength that's kind of why she's so girly but at the same time nobody's saying she's a weak little baby character right she saves the world like a lot yeah all the it's time. set it on her tombstone yeah. <laughs> Even when the the series starts, she knows she's a slayer. Yeah, the series takes... Yeah, because we're talking about the TV show, not so much the, the tele. Yes, exactly. I mean, what Joss Whedon wanted the movie to be was more like the show. Right. Yeah, so it kind of takes off from there. She shows up at the new school. It's at the Hellmouth. She's like, okay, 
I'm going to not be the slayer. I'm going to have my normal life. That's all I fucking want. And no, Watcher's Council sent Giles there and he's in the library waiting for her. And she's like, oh, for fuck's sakes. Anthony Stewart Head is here. No. (laughs) Yes. He was. He had one hell of a. I love that guy. Oh my God. I love him so much. He was so good. Yeah. Even though, like, she's the chosen one, she doesn't want to have to fight vampires and monsters and save the world all the time but again like so many of these characters she does it in order to protect the people she cares about and the people she loves and everyone else on the face of the earth because if she doesn't she's born to it she's born to it and i mean even towards the end of the series like she was she didn't she didn't love that she her entire purpose for being was killing right you know um, so Especially then, when your boyfriend is one of the people you have to kill. Yeah, that's awkward. Yeah. Got yourself into an awkward situation <laughs> there, Buffy. But yeah, it gets into the history of the Slayer and how this like Watchers Council, you know, they took this girl and they, you know, they made her a Slayer. And they made her this murder machine for them. How long ago was this supposed to have started? Oh, my God. Like like, like a thousand like years ago or forever something? Forever ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's just been happening. They've been just using these these girls as their, their killing fucking machine. killing machines. Yeah. While they sit in a library with their dusty books saying, oh, We're trouble. We're white guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A bunch of old white guys <laughs> sitting around going, go, go kill that thing for me. Yeah. I'm frail. Yeah. And I mean, but yeah, she's just like, even like some people were like, oh, um, like when she goes to college, she goes to college and it's after she's had to murder her, you know, kill her, her vampire her boyfriend. high school sweetheart, as you <laughs> yep, do. Yep, you yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. First love never works out, especially when he's a vampire. He starts killing everybody. Yeah, exactly. But she goes to college. She meets this guy, and she's like, "Oh my god, this pretty, pretty little boy. Oh my, I'm gonna be an actual normal girl. Oh boy, we're dating. Oh boy, we're having some sex in time." And then you know she's paging him. I don't know. (laughs) I guess using a, a. landline to yeah. call him <laughs> i don't know what the kids did back then <laughs> um but he's not returning her calls and stuff she yeah. runs into him and he's just like oh yeah that was fun that night but that's it. see ya yeah so then she's devastated by that and people complain they say oh well that's not a strong female character she She's acting like a like a little baby because this guy used her for sex and then treated her like garbage. Yeah. And you're like, no, that makes her a fucking human character. Yeah, that's right. Like, yeah. she's had a rough go of it. Her first boyfriend turned into a monster and she had to send him to a hell dimension in order to save the world. That's fucking trauma. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's not easy. And then, and her, then this guy was a figurative monster. Yes. So... Yeah. Yeah, she's attracted to the same type, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I just I don't know how like you can't win if she's just a sexed up killing machine 
this is one dimensional thing that yeah. just is wearing a bunch of leather and looking hot while kicking ass. He's like, that's boring. That's not really a female character. It's not really a character at all. It's just this object r- dancing around on film and looking cool. Yeah. But then you add some more dimension and add some depth and give her actual emotions. And then people. And that's not right either. They say, oh. Well, I'm a normal girl. That's what I would cry about that. I expect her to be better than that. And you're like, no, she's still a fucking human being she's at the end of the teenager. day. Yeah. She's a fucking teenager. Yeah. Buffy actively had sex on the show. She <laughs> likes not sex. I'm a perv or anything. But it goes <laughs> again, it goes through the whole like only virgins can get, yeah. you know, will survive and all the sluts get killed and all yeah. that. And I'm not calling her a slut either, but it, it's always either one or the other. Yeah. And it's just like, no, she's just a regular gal. She's very pretty and hot. Of course she's getting around. Well, I mean, but I she's like all that like she energized she after all her killing. punished for that by yeah. the show. You know, like yeah. the show like that wasn't right. So you are going to, you know, it's just yeah. like, because there's so much of that in she horror movies and stuff. She had an active, healthy sex life. Yeah. Yeah, because it got into some, some like some we- weird stuff. Some weird stuff. It was when it turned over after season five when she died yeah. to save the world again. Again, it's a bit traumatic. Yeah, she was grumpy. She <laughs> was not. Yeah, she was. They figured she was in some hell dimension and she was, you know, suffering. suffering. So they bring her back. Surprise! She was in this glorious heaven, She's and in it paradise. was paradise, and everything was great and warm. And they, she had to claw her way out of a grave, and not a good way to start. No. So, she ends up talking to Spike more because yeah. he's, he's undead. A, he's he's a bad boy, and he's a bad <laughs> boy. So they end up with like some some hate fucking and some I know. I like. Was like what? They're like, oh, oh well, this girls. is huh. <laughs> mood for a hate fuck, right? Yeah, there. you're like, what? You're like, oh. but I mean, you don't see that a lot. No, on TV, not at all. Like, it was so, shocking to yeah. be honest for me because yeah. again, I was a casual viewer and I was like, what the hell is happening? Yeah, I mean, Buffy? but I understand the reasoning. Yeah, for sure. it made complete sense with yeah. her character and what was happening. There was no sort of shameful judgy no, kind of no. it was just and like, i mean she she wasn't happy about it but she's like i'm doing this yeah like, and i mean he did get better like yeah, Spike, he, he, he became turned he became like, like a, an amusing side guy gotta who you weren't sure if he was gonna go good or bad all the time which mm-hmm. kind of added a nice thing with the show yeah. to me. and i did like the guy was a tremendous actor far better than david sorry buddy yeah he totally upstaged him because he was very talented, and I totally thought he was British for real. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, they've classed up the show again." <laughs> and then I found out he's not—he's American. Yeah, it was one of the strong because it was just so solid. Yeah. It was so solid; it never wavered. It never. Oh yeah, changed. and I mean when. When you had your angel flashbacks and he was trying to do his accent. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. It was like Keanu Reeves and Dracula. <laughs> Boom! No. <laughs> oh, oh, that's smart. <laughs> that's a- and it, it, she wasn't the only, fi- like, you had Willow, had yeah. all her sidekicks. Yeah. And uh, they had... Um, yeah, there were other good females on the show. It wasn't oh, like it sure. was Buffy and men. There yeah. was lots of other interesting yeah. ladies yeah. on the show. Yeah, and every, and it wasn't... 
they they had fleshed out characters it wasn't like they spent all their time trying to build up the buffy character mm-hmm. and just kind of oh this other one's here oh he's a nerd and then left it at right, that like everybody right. had dimensions and layers and mm-hmm. their own reasons for doing everything and that's i think why the show is so strong because everybody seems like an actual human being yeah they had in a grounding. terrible fucking situation <laughs> yeah. It, all, it never got better either. You were just like, oh, thank God that's over. Oh, like it was yes. always just the Something next else thing is terrible. Right yeah. And I mean, she just keeps doing it to protect everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, she can have the council saying, it's your duty. It's your job. You have to do it. And she's like, fuck you guys. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. I'm done really with you. Too, a bunch of men telling me what to do. Yeah. I do. I do think too, just to say Sarah Michelle Geller was great in it she and i so truly good. believe it was the part she was born to play because i've never seen her match it no everything else she's done has been sort of so so yeah even in her performance like i i don't know if she is a great actress but it was perfectly suited for her, and it was written around her which is the best thing she had presence and great natural personality and sometimes that is as important as anything else for a youth show like that Mm -hmm. and they they wrote it because you had joss in charge there and he doesn't know what he's doing and they just wrote it to fit her and that's when you get a winner yeah continuing into youth oriented waters Mm -hmm. this is how the hunger Games started (laughs) magical novels yes that transported young readers to a dystopian hellscape. <laughs> and then America. Like, Should make some movies out of these. And yep. they did. And my God. They, they were, were popular. They were very popular. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, the 90s group had Buffy. Mm-hmm. And the now group has... Katniss. Katniss Everdeen. Not catnip. No, not catnip. Katniss Everdeen. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> And you're you're the you're our reigning Katniss expert because I oh, I think that's it's a, slightly an oversell. Uh, I don't really know what the kids are doing, and I refuse to. <laughs> like, I don't care what they're doing. I don't. Sometimes Snapchat. I, I, mean, I, I care, not a Snapchat. I can't do it. But I did. I could see that the casting was pretty top notch. Yes, because I my first thing was just like Twilight. Eh, one yeah, of exactly. I thought it was I didn't just care. Just she was. Yeah, there was something. She oh, Bella has a bow and arrow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but then I started seeing the casting and stuff, and I thought, wow, they've gotten really impressive, weird combination. Yeah, the of casting people. is amazing. Yeah. So something must be here or not. They couldn't have gotten yeah. all these people to just agree. Yeah, if it was garbage. <laughs> I mean, you can't just book Donald Sutherland. <laughs> he Wait, was in the Buffy movie. You can just book Donald <laughs> Sutherland, but some of them he you was can't just book. really good in it. He's awesome. He's always great, yeah. and he's just like the character is amazing. But like Katniss, like if I'm a young woman, mm. which I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna think we're 80 we're not that old you guys we're just older (laughs) older than katniss continue with your thought she's a really good role model you know right she she's not bella 
Bella's a fucking mouth breathing, <laughs> breathing wet noodle, non-character. Yeah, that just fucking flounders and flops her way through a quote-unquote story. It just doesn't do anything. Speaking of a passive. That's fucking not, character. Sorry, that's not a heroine. Let's not trash too hard on poor old Bella. She's taking a lot of shit. Poor Bella. But Katniss is a much more active, yes. thinking, smart yep, heroine. She they is. wouldn't mind a little girl reading about. No. And I mean, she is independent, self-sufficient. She is out hunting. Like, the family has no food. Like, she provides yeah. food for the family. She does all that stuff. She's a survivor. Like, I mean, she survived in her district. She survives in the game. She is determined and... And de- obviously very brave since she volunteers. Yeah, her family game. comes first when her kid sister is chosen to head to the Hunger Games, where she will, she will fucking die. Surely die. She yeah. is host if she heads in there yeah she volunteers and people are like what the fuck nobody does that no you just say oh that's a tough break sorry but she's like this is wrong this is all wrong and she knows it's wrong and that's why she becomes the fucking face of the revolution right she is not afraid to use and take advantage of any means at her disposal to forward her position the games are very reality show it's all about appearances your backstory your backstory like just good tv and i mean we've all seen reality shows we know that if you're gets attention yeah what gets attention oh you've got a sad sad story on american idol oh you're gonna get a whole bunch of attention and whatever and she she fucking works an audience she knows what to do oh you think that me and my district boy should be a couple okay i don't care either way i like dreamboat thor's brother but uh <laughs> but that's what you want to see that's what i'll fucking do date a she- guy named Peter. <laughs> that's a sandwich <laughs> and his face looks like a sandwich so, come face on doesn't look like a sandwich. that is oh. objectification <laughs> two very different gentlemen to pick from no yeah and i mean young adult book you need a love triangle of course she, you can make her as strong as you fucking want yeah but you need two dudes in there <laughs> they were going oh my god i love you but i love you more i'm a werewolf oh no i'm in the wrong books again <laughs> but, but yeah. yeah and i mean even as strong as she is sandwich there is very <laughs> he's very he has more of that instinct to pull mm-hmm. away and be afraid yeah to aggressively go in yeah which is natural in that situation yeah yeah like the opening scenes when they first get into their arena you're just like, holy fuck man yeah. like yeah. that shit is intense yeah well, it's death games right you just murder each other until yep. one lives yep fun times yeah good work death games <laughs> yeah i mean initially she is there to protect her sister right and then once that kind of happens, things kind of snowball down, and then there's just more and more people she's trying to protect, which is why it ends up this giant revolution and war right. against the capital and right. Sutherland. <laughs> Sutherland. Like my beard is so white. Yeah. You can never win. <laughs> and doesn't he also, like, I'm going to some of the tri- like, are all. It's four movies? Yes. Mother God. Yeah, they were the, um, like, yeah, they But split are all the... four movies the one games? No. Okay. So the games end and then the story continues? Is that sort of yes. what it is? Okay. Yeah, because 
they have their games and then they're supposed to have like a year long tour of the champions. Oh, okay. And then because it's like drag race, only killing people. Awesome. Because then then I think it's it's some sort of like anniversary. So then they want all the champions to come back and fight again. And she's like, for fuck's sakes. Yeah. And well, then that's, there's a uh, drag race all stars. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's great. It's good TV as well. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, and then things happen from there and but all the shit that they kind of throw at her to destroy her and discredit her, she's just like, nope. Shrug off, shrug off. She just takes it all. She fights back and is fucking like a sweet kick ass character. And you feel like it was the right actor for the part? Oh yeah. Anyone doesn't know it is Jennifer Lawrence, by the oh, way. Oh yeah. If anyone is not I thought everybody's gonna know what yeah. I'm talking about. But just in case, it's Jennifer Lawrence. And what was the complaint the movie started? She wasn't thin enough. Yeah. She doesn't look like she's starving. Everybody. I yeah. am so sick of that bullshit. Mm-hmm. Small mini femrant. But come on. No one said that about Helmsworth. Yeah. And he's a big muscly guy. Yeah. He doesn't look starving to yeah. me either. You don't just pack but on muscle like that. nobody said anything about that fucking guy. No. So calm the fuck down and watch the fucking movie. It's a movie. It's a movie. It's a kid's movie, basically. It's a young person's movie. And you can't ask people to get Ethiopia level thin just to make a movie and yeah. then you, they won't be able to fight. So there is a problem with the premise right away anyway. Mm-hmm. Is she couldn't have made it through all that if she was literally skin and bone. Yeah. And I mean, she's out hunting. Yeah. She's, she's out get, bringing back food. So protein, everybody. Yeah. It's a Carrie Fisher problem. She's got a big round baby face. Mm-hmm. Her body was totally acceptable and very slim. Mm-hmm. But she has little pudgy little cheeks because she was a young, young person. Yep. Let it go. Let the weight debate go, everybody. She looked great. And that's the thing. Like, it's not It's not even like, wow, it's great to see a plus-size actor up there. Are you fucking joking? Yeah. She's not plus-size. Anyway, she usually does do a great job. You see, they picked I a strong, strong actor for that. And, I mean, I mean, they had Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. They had, I mean, Bonnie. They had Lenny Kravitz. And he... <laughs> Avatar Ang accomplished many remarkable things in his life. But sadly, his time in this world came to an end. And like the cycle of the seasons, the cycle of the Avatar began anew. Me and the Avatar. Our relationship (laughs) is deep and loving. (laughs) And when the last airbender ended, it was very sad, but it was satisfying. And he thought, there, that's it. And then a year or so later, they were like, nope. We're going to regenerate. We're going to do another one. And I thought, okay. And I wasn't, (laughs) I didn't have the bunny reaction of, (laughs) oh my God. Because it's the end of the world. Everyone set up that this avatar is born again and born again. So I thought, okay. And the two guys that created the show uh, did something that nobody has had, like Doctor Who has not had the cajonas to do is just say, this is a woman this time. We're doing it. Avatar Legend of Korra. She got four seasons, so one season further than The Last Airbender. And the, her first season was up and down. And yeah, the, like I started to watch season one and didn't really Yeah, couldn't grab quite stick me. with it. Yeah. yeah. They had a little, little characterization challenges with a female avatar, though they did, it wasn't terrible. 
but it didn't quite move along like he wanted it to. Mm -hmm. And I think they were absolutely convinced they were doing one season and one season only. So everything wrapped up very quick and easy at the end. And we were just <laughs> sort of like, what just, oh my God, like all our problems just got solved literally in the last five minutes of the thing. Like, oh, it was Jesus. just like, bada bing, bada boom, it's done. It's done. We're never doing this again. No. So you were just like, oh, okay, you know what? It, it was what it was. And much of it was enjoyable. Don't get me wrong. Like, it wasn't like I watched it all and went, oh, this is a huge disappointment. But it was, mm -hmm. I was just sort of like, you know what? It can't be The Last Airbender. They can't redo it. Then she got renewed. Hooray! Second season, third season, fourth season. Every season then started to dramatically improve, which was very interesting to watch. And I think it's, I think they got a little outside writing help because they were, and I mean, two men with the absolute best of intentions and excellent clarity of what they wanted the show to be. And I think they got some feedback and they went, this is something's not right here. Let's talk. <laughs> and I think it was, it was, you know, maybe the first season, I don't think they could afford the writers they had for the, you know, this yeah. was all done under a little duress. They had to, you know, they had to sort of cut an episode here and there because they barely got the thing finished. It finished online only, which is a fucking oh. crime. It's a crime against humanity because this show, it's one of these shows that just cannot find its audience. It should never have been on Nickelodeon. Never yeah, been on Nickelodeon. Yeah, that seems weird. It's not a child show, really. Kids can watch it and they may enjoy it, but especially Cora was meant for the fans of Avatar who've now aged I guess. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like at least a teenage show mm -hmm. to me because it was very complex, very complex characterization because she was older than the first Avatar. Yeah. And she is female and she is going through all kinds of discoveries and crises and things that the powerful, you know, Jesus type figures yeah. do wander through the desert questioning existence and all yep. of this kind of stuff. But yeah, each season got a little more exciting. It fixed personality issues and little little problem little knots like just getting mm -hmm. pulled out and going now we're talking art is like heartbreaking you're just like this cannot be so beautiful yeah. it's so beautiful the music is so beautiful the message is just on point and so moving the last episode i fucking wept part of it is just because the show's moving and part of it to me is i was so inspired and so encouraged by what they were showing for the future for women it was such a great feeling to see this kind of a character succeed so well on so many fronts of what they had her represent do you know what i mean yeah so it's not just seeing the character personally win it was mm -hmm. like a huge win it yeah was it was like, like a big picture win truly was especially thinking of where they'd come from which was a little awkward they sort of tried to squeeze in a little awkward teenage romance in the first season yeah. which came off not quite legit and by the finale, that same young man, and I mean, they, they had many years, like three or four years go by, even between like season three and four. So they had aged. But that same character, who was this sort of Darian-esque Hooray. Dick. Oh. The, like, I mean, he wasn't a total dick, but I was it just didn't, it didn't work. It, did, it was yeah. just like too fast. Yeah. And, and by the second season, they dropped it. They were like, this isn't working. <laughs> they split up the, almost right away. The second season, because they thought, oh, we have to continue with this show? Well, we yeah. can't have this. Yeah. It's stupid. Get right? out of here. Yep. But by the finale of the series, that same boy 
had matured into the kind of man that went to her and said, whenever you go into battle, I'm following you. So yeah. it wasn't just a win for the women's side. The men came off fucking great. Yeah. Very strong and smart enough to not be weird about the Avatar being a woman. Like, no, and nobody ever was. I'll give them that okay. credit. That never happened on the show. Okay. But he was just immature weird stuff going on yeah. in the first season and they just got it to a great place and it's not that there were no villains there was a female villain who was terrifying they had many terrifying female <laughs> villains showed sort of a reflection of what about us is similar what about us yeah. is different you know we we're both very aggressive must succeed powerful women and it had yeah, her reflect on you know it's sort of the the light and the dark. Side yeah, of the a force. lot of the time, very they close. have the very yeah. similar qualities. Very close, yeah. And showing some mercy and compassion even to your worst enemies. And it's all it's really a Christ like thing happening. You mm -hmm. see, you know, you saw the thing where her eyes light up and she floats in the air. You yeah, know, yikes! It was you know, a religious experience. But it's maybe one of my number one for female heroines. And I know it's a cartoon, mm -hmm. but it is a very special cartoon. <laughs> You know as well as I do that fear only exists for one purpose, to be conquered. She tricked me. Did she? Or was a part of you actually hoping to be defeated? Isn't that why you allowed Captain Janeway to come here? Because you sensed she had the power to subdue you? No. She lied. It was very un-Starfleet of her. Starfleet captains don't easily succumb to fear. Before we wind this down, we had a couple special mentions that maybe don't get into our top, but they're important. Yeah. Captain Catherine Janeway no, of the USS Janeway. Voyager. That was a big fucking deal. When they did that, it was 1995. Voyager goes on the air and Star Trek, you know, God love them. They just went, we're going to make this happen. And a lot of people, I remember in the industry going, this show's going to fail. This show's going to yeah. flop. And I think they thought, no, we can't just show a woman once in a while as an admiral and just be like, we're covered. Yeah. We have yeah. to really do this. And they did. I personally am not a big Voyager fan. I never was able to get into it very well. But I thought she worked. And I never questioned that she was the captain of the ship. Yeah. And it's because, I mean, you look at Next Generation. And they had women there. Counselor Troy. Yeah. Fucking in her, useless. Well, in, her, in her bunny suit. Yeah. Thank you. Thank God they changed that finally, but that was a long time. No shit. It wasn't like last season she got a uniform, yeah. I think. But I mean, all she did was sit around and cry and be like, I feel that the alien's very sad. Oh, I can see that the alien's sad. Like, you're useless. Useless. Plus, she was Betazoid, so her, her fucking, like, she, Excuse me, like, she was she, half Betazoid? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, she used that power all the time for her stupid job. I mean, did she have any training at all? Did she know anything about anything or just sit there and be like, I feel they things? They did try to fix, they showed her having sessions with people, but uh, they usually showed that when she was on the verge of having a freak out, which was not a great idea. <laughs> I think they tried toward the end of the series. They they knew. They knew there was a problem. They tried to give both women more shows. Yeah, because like I mean, where they stuff had happened to them. the counselor and the doctor. It's essentially just like... They're caregivers. Oh, yeah. Or a bartender. You've got an ancient being like Guinan. He's like, ah, put her in the bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <sighs> so to see a woman actually be the captain. And a captain... 
an, a former engineer, and she was definitely not a Picard light or a, a retread on, you know, because what had been successful before. Mm-hmm. She was a very different cap captain. I didn't always come totally trust to be and not because she was a female yeah because she made weird decisions that were based on her personal belief often but it could not be questioned like she was not this picard like let's come into my ready room and have a conversation she was like yeah none of that matters we're just doing it and they'd be like we could die from this she's like yeah whatever you could die crossing (laughs) the street tomorrow you know what i mean we're out in the delta quadrant so she was a very aggressive decision maker she was an immediate decision maker and she took no shit. Yeah. And I get part of that too. Like she was perfect for a ship that sort of was supposed to be half Starfleet, but then the Maquis sort of terrorists were part of the vortex that threw them across the, the galaxy. And then it's Gilligan's Island. You're just stuck yep. with these terrorists, right? So she could not take one piece of shit. Yeah. Because she had to retain total control over these people, especially at the beginning of the series where you weren't sure who was going to kill who. It was a very intriguing idea for a show. And again, I just didn't quite feel like it panned out a lot of the time. Yeah. Well, I mean, as strong as she was, every character around her was either obnoxious or stupid. The crew didn't have the chemistry that the because you can't just say it was the acting because you know a lot of the people on Next Generation were not all the strongest actors, but the crew had a chemistry with each other mm-hmm. that carried the thing through. These guys n- not quite so much. Yeah, they it tried, didn't seem to, but to it click. Did, it didn't mesh as well. No. They got into weird, weird bored storylines. Like, let's go on the holodeck for two fucking episodes oh, in World War II. And it no. was just like, guys, end this. I hate the holodeck. I, I think they felt like they had to give it seven seasons because TNG had seven seasons. But those last few seasons were a bit of a struggle because they were just, yeah. they were tapped out. Yeah. For ideas so a lot of them turned into weird like haven't i seen this before yeah like exactly this but they just were like we're just doing it again now i do know there are many people i mean that i've spoken to that tend to be a bit younger than us not super younger than us but just enough that what voyager's the one they think of as coming out when you're a kid and they love it they love they say that's the show that's really shot. yeah and i, I go, have not met any of those people. no and i i really have and there was one time i was at work and i was talking to somebody about some tng episode and some poor girl piped in she's like yeah but you know when voyager and we just went the grown-ups are talking stop <laughs> don't even come at us with that <laughs> but i do know several people they're like you know that episode of voyager with this and this app was the best star trek episode of all time and i'm like well we'll have to agree to disagree on that but i'm glad there are big fans out there yeah because i did like her i know and i, I liked... loved her weird Catherine hepburn delivery where she's like <laughs> well we won't take this ship over there we're going to do this i would like a coffee i would have kept her i would have kept paris of course you would have kept Paris. I would have kept, kept the Borg lady in the cat suit. Yep, I would have kept her. I would have like killed off everyone else and restaffed the ship. So that's an honorable mission. And our other, uh, I, I had, I guess, maybe I'm going to throw Hermione Granger in here too, because I think people are going to shit if we don't mention yeah. I mean, little you Hermione. Could, you could argue she's not really sci-fi, but It's whatever. fantasy. It's, it's sci-fi it's, fantasy. Yeah. And she, she, she's not a rom-com. Those so. friggin' movies are just like the Beatles of fantasy movies. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just like... And I mean, she did everything for... The boy who lived, who's the chosen yeah, you're one. you're welcome, he, Harry. He, you know, Christ. he's supposed to be so fucking great. 
He didn't do anything. <laughs> she did everything. Yeah. She just like, oh, I know how to and do what these does, spells. And what does like, a little girl know. get for thanks for saving her friend's lives multiple times? She seems pretty bossy. Yeah. Fuck you, yeah, fuck fuckers. You. I'm going to let you die next time, <laughs> yeah. piece of shit. And I mean, didn't she end up with Ron Weasley? Come on. I know. Jesus Christ. Speaking of settling, just like... <laughs> Just, oh, God. Like, I get that. I feel like some of that stuff was a little controversial with the fans. Not just because she's <laughs> settling. Because some fans love the wrong Oh, character. I know. Yeah, I've, I know some people, and they just say, he's adorable. Yeah. I'm it like, ended really? Very, in a very suburban way, where they're just like, yeah. and then we take our kids, and they all get on the train. Yeah. And it's just like, you just almost got ripped apart. And it, was, mm-hmm. and it just, it was a real... And it's just anticlimactic, just a, it's just weird ending. The same old shit where they say, oh, here's these boy and girl characters. Pair them up. Yeah. You can't not be romantically well, Harry, involved. Harry ended up with Ron's sister. Come on. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, no other people in the world. It's just like, yeah. you know, he, I think he had a thing for an Asian girl in some of the earlier uh, movies. And I was yeah, like, what happened that? to, come yeah. on. Like, not yeah. another fucking ginger. Like, you don't need <laughs> oh that. <my> but yeah, <laughs> I mean, she li- she did everything. Oh, she yeah. did all the she heavy was a lifting. She was just... She was a- and they were just... When they weren't bitching about her being a bossy girl, <laughs> they were bitching about her being a muggle or whatever. They were just like, oh, you're yeah, not... Yeah, because they were so freaking They're a bunch racist. of elitist yeah. pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> just like, like, she did... All she dealt with all that shit, yeah, and was better than everyone. And again, everyone just is like, Oh, Harry Potter. There's a book I wouldn't have mind reading the books about Hermione. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I saw a joke book online that was called Hermione Granger and the Goddamn Patriarchy, and that's a (laughs) book I would have liked to put my nose into. Holy, it was real. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, finally, Agent Carter. She made such Sassy. an impression in Captain America that she got her own show. And the show was fucking delightful. I mean, I eat that wartime shit up with a <laughs> spoon. So I love Captain America. And she certainly, in Captain America, she was, I mean, she was strong and she didn't lay it down. But she's also very like, oh, you're kissing another girl. I'm going to shoot at you. What the, and you're like, whoa, <laughs> calm down, lady. But that's, you know, men writing and going, she's angry because he oh, flirted with emotional some even though there was nothing between them so yeah. it was completely irrational but that you know she might have been on her period women oh no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway but when they went to the show that shit was gone because i think they just thought okay let's really do yeah. this let's hire some people that know how to write yes. for this lady and i almost felt like it was a bit of a dry run even though they would have been getting developed probably at the same time for Jessica Jones, even though yeah. it's a very different type of show. Don't get me wrong. This was like, okay for TV. Yes. You know, it was a forties. You heard, you know, you hear the Andrews sisters while she beat the shit out of something, which I <laughs> loved. I fucking loved it. Uh, but the, the mentality and the idea of putting a feminist idea across without it, dampening the show or being what the show's really about but it's always there Mm -hmm. in the character just in her she's just like i know who i am and i i deal with this and i don't tolerate that and i'll tolerate this but not this and this is Mm -hmm. my you know she was such a wonderful character 
and her sort of sideman, her butleresque. Uh, <laughs> he was another British actor who's in everything. Glassy. Wonderful. And again, it was it wasn't reversing the sexes. He was just a regular man. So of course she's going to take the lead mm-hmm. and be, but he helped her greatly. Like it was yeah. real help, but she was always the one in charge. Mm-hmm. And she did take the more, like he was not a violent person. Like he'd hit a couple of guys over the head with a tray if he had to, <laughs> but he wasn't an agent. He yeah. wasn't, you know, he was there to assist her. Yeah. Um, it wasn't his job, he was the, too. He was the actual butler of fucking Iron Man's dad. That's how they do. Because all those those flaming commandos were all on the show. Because, I mean, those actors were like, what time? Like, they were like, of course they're going to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He was on the, the dad was on the show being very Robert Downer, Downey Jr.-ish. Yes. Yep. And this was his butler who really assisted him with everything. And he sort of said, you take him and, you know, do this and... They also didn't let it turn into like you're he she's just taking orders from this guy and doing yeah. it because she found out sort of the real story, which is always what they do with shield Ruh, shit is bro. like, oh, what's his motivation? What's yeah. the bad guy's motivation? Maybe I should take control of this situation. So yep. it was it was wonderful. It was wonderful. And they certainly didn't shy away from the actual historical fact of World War II, which is as soon as it was over. Women who literally running factories and munitions and planes were just be like, okay, go back to the kitchen now. So yeah, they had kept everything going and not just regular stuff, all the war stuff, the munitions, yeah. the planes, the gas, like everything. And it just was like, none of it happened. Like yeah. there was Thanks. no like, wow, that was impressive. Maybe we should re. It was like, no, these guys need jobs. So you get back in the kitchen. Yeah. And this, you know, this Carter character was literally a war hero. And she goes into the office and they're like, yeah, get me a sandwich. And you're just like, oh, but I mean, it was a wonderful scene in the reality. And of course it does come around, but not quick. You sort of want her to like yell at these guys. And then she sort of just, yep, pick your battle. Does it not, you know, she she does draw the line mm-hmm. at things, but she doesn't make a huge fuss. And then finally, by the end, they're like, oh, whoops, she's a war hero. She, <laughs> uh, you know, My it's, bad. Yeah, it's great. Um, so it, it's just two seasons, but I really yeah. only thought she'd get one. So for me, yeah. the second one was a gift from heaven. But I know a lot of people were upset that it didn't make it. Yeah, I know seasons. some people and it broke their heart. Yeah, big time. And again, it was a show that men loved, mm-hmm. women loved, like because yep. it wasn't there wasn't this agenda of like put men down. It's just like let's yeah. equalize the playing field. It's not about putting somebody else down. So yeah, because it up. doesn't make your character look better if everybody. It's just like in real jerk, life. Then... If you're a fucking asshole yeah. that tries to make yourself look better. By putting everyone around you down, nobody says that guy's a great guy. No, not they at say all. He's a fucking douchebag and treats yeah. everyone like garbage. I think she and it's probably the same would have survived longer on Netflix. I'm glad she got that exposure of mm-hmm. TV. And you have to just treasure what you got. Yeah. And it was great. So we're down to our final pick. Dun, dun, dun. I wonder who it could be. Just relax for a moment. You're free as a carbonite. You have hibernation sickness. I can't see. Your eyesight will return in time. Where am I? Jabba's palace. 
Who are you? Someone who loves you. Leia. That's right. Princess slash general Leia Organa. Possibly the most influential movie heroine ever. Yeah. I'd say more than possibly. Let's just put her there. Yeah. Because these movies are so far reaching. Yeah. And she lent something to this character that I think was more than even what was on the page. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, I do think the intention was we want a dignified princess, thing, but then, you know, Lucas wants to dress her like a fucking idiot and put <laughs> the weird, not, it's not just the weird buns. It's the weird white robe and all, it was odd, pretty cheap for a princess. And she just, she was leading the rebellion. She rose above anything weird like that. I mean, some of it is is acting, but I think a lot of it's just her that mm -hmm. just lent this weight, gravity, and dignity to this character in this ridiculous situation of yeah. like, shooting laser guns yeah, and all of that space stuff. Space Western. Yeah, and I it really hits me when they show, you know, because now with Star Wars, you can find ev everything and anything. Mm -hmm. The auditions. You can see an audition reel. Yeah. You see people like Kurt Russell's in there reading for Han Solo. And it's all very interesting. And they have some hot shots reading for Leia. Like they have, you know, Jodie Foster's reading yeah. for Princess Leia. But there is something about her reading that is different. And it's just a total calm, a deeper tone to the voice. And she just seems, I don't know who she is, she seems very relaxed. And it's just like, this is the way it is. And yeah. you're going to do this, and you're going to do this, and you're not going to do this. And it's clear as a bell. And a lot of the young ladies, and I think it's part of it is just looking at the script and going, I don't know what this is. This is yeah. speaking garbledygook. <laughs> but it's very like, what do you mean you can't do that? Well, we have to get this to my father because this is what's going on. And I'm just like, it's not, it's no disrespect to them, but they didn't quite get mm -hmm. what they were reading. I don't yeah. think, or they thought it was going to be some Saturday afternoon bubblegum movie where the girl should have been a little dopey. And, you know, and mm -hmm. I, I get that because I'm sure that's how it read. You're like, what is it? You got this weird gorilla guy running around with this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it just oh. would come off like, what the? weird yeah. 50s serial stuff. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, exactly. And she she was a Hollywood princess, so that helped. You know, yep. royal Hollywood royalty is parents. She made a huge impression. Oh, yeah. She didn't have tons and tons of dialogue. No. She didn't have Han Solo dialogue. So memorable, and you couldn't wait for her to come back onto the screen when she wasn't in yeah. something. And the character did continue to evolve. I mean, this is Empire Strikes Back, which is my personal favorite. They had a director that had worked in smaller films who cared about the acting. I'm like, yeah. sorry, George. Like, George was just like, yeah, just faster. Yeah. He wouldn't He wouldn't direct them. They didn't quite know what was going on. I think that's why a lot of the people say, oh, the acting and Star Wars. And I'm like, you know what? None of them are terrible. Yeah. But they had no idea and they had no help. And suddenly you watch Empire Strikes Back and you go, geez, these actors aren't bad. There's human connection happening here. Mm -hmm. And that's the directors going, no, let's work with these people. Tell them what's, you know... What do you think about this? How do you feel what's about what's going to happen next? It makes all the difference in the world. Even when they tried to exploit the character possibly a little in the third one with the slave mm -hmm. bikini. Same sort of thing. Like putting her in that dumb outfit didn't make her look bad. Not at all. 
It's just, here's this pig slug monster. Wear this. And what gangster discovering someone who'd entered has gotten the better of him and then found out it was a female. Yeah. There would be a terrible situation yeah. happening. So it, it was believable enough. Yeah. And she, I'm pretty sure, starved herself down to nothing to wear that suit. But she got to slaughter that fucking piece yeah. of snot. You which put me in a gold bikini, you're so dead. satisfying. Yeah. And just once she was free of him, just continued to function like a fucking warrior, even though she still is wearing that thing. Yeah. And to Lucas's credit, there was no talk about that costume whatsoever from the other characters. Yeah. It was yeah. just like, this is it. You gotta get everybody on this thing and we get out of here. Yeah. It never bothered me. It never bothered me. I know it bothers some people. I think it bothered her, but it never bothered me and it did not interfere with the character. No, whatsoever. no, not at all. If anything, it just showed another side of strength. Yeah, She's you just put me like, in this thing? Well, you, Yeah, it doesn't matter. We're you're trying to people. degrade and humiliate me? Fuck yeah. you. Yeah. I, I look fucking great yeah, in this. Yeah, and I'm going to end you. And I'm going to fucking kill yeah, you. Yeah, we're yep. going to destroy this. And I'm going to kill fabulous. you and I'm going to escape. Wonderful. She's just seeing her back for episode seven. So warming to the heart for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was just, and I mean, and don't get me, Han was fun. That was, it was like, yeah. but it was like, look at this goofy old bastard. Like it was the same. Hey, oh, saw her. He's just like, like my, my breath dad. caught in my yeah. throat. Like, it's like, oh my God. And I think part of it was I just never thought it would happen. I yeah. never thought they would get her back onto the big screen as Princess Leia ever. Yeah. And I, to be honest, I think if Lucas had been directing these, it might not have happened. Because she, oh, she doesn't have warm memories of some of the stuff Lucas pulled, I don't think. Yeah, well, God, some of the stories I mean, I, you hear. You're yeah, like, and I, really? th I mean, she's not, she doesn't shit on him too bad. Like, I mean, she made her rich. Yeah. It's all that stuff. But I think she would just be like, at that age, and uh, she'd just be like, hmm, I don't think so. And I think now that it was this whole new thing, and you got JJ doing his thing in there, and she was just like, okay. And you're, I was I was very surprised, because I yeah. thought they'll get the men, but I don't know if they're going to get her, sadly there was a lot of kickback on her look even though I thought she looked fucking real good yeah but a lot of weird masturbators in their basement thought she should look exactly like she did in the gold bikini except yeah. she's fucking 58 year old woman when this movie is getting filmed yeah. and yeah. I think she still had to lose weight she lost I think it was it was lighter than she lost like 10 more pounds or something yeah. she looked real damn good mm -hmm. and they had her you know traditional Leia hair but with yeah. gray all through it she mm -hmm. looked so fucking classy and so yeah. great and she was a general yeah which was fabulous idea and I'm so pleased that she was able to do that because I know she sadly passed away in December yep. very sad it was sad no. for everybody I think everybody in the world was sad for that but I'm so pleased at the timing that she at least got to experience doing that again and I ho really hope it was a positive experience I think it was yeah and it got the payday <laughs> yeah. honestly you know it's just like because I, I I read her in an interview with the Guardian just saying you know I was a little back and forth because I think she does has she doesn't like to see herself on the screen. She's really a writer. Yeah, she probably she never, doesn't. She never really meant to be a serious actor at all. Yeah, she's you don't see her in a lot of things. No, but she said, "I knew as soon as I signed that piece of paper, no one in my family ever has to worry about money again." Because she's already very wealthy, mm -hmm. right? From, but that, yeah, I'm sure that, she got a percentage of the marketing, and yep. it's just like that's it. There you go. So her yep. her daughter. 
her grandchildren whenever they come around so that she once again there's a heroine in real life yeah and again it's the same motivation providing and protecting your family that's right and you know if you haven't read any of her books i do highly recommend it she is a very gifted writer she had you know she had mental challenges, mental illness. Inter- those kinds of mental illness also often go along with real genius. And I think she did have that. She was mm-hmm. massively intellectually bright. A few of her other movies, she is no, she was in When Harry Met Sally. She's the funniest thing in it. Uh, and she's a great sort of cameo in, in Soap Dish. One of my favorite lines of all time. (laughs) So she does pop up here and there, but you're right. She's not a huge, Mm -hmm. you know, she's a big movie star, but uh, she's our favorite of all time for sure. Hands down, top of the list. We will miss you, Carrie, but I'm glad that I was alive while she was alive. So Mm -hmm. I could experience all her insanity and wit. (laughs) uh, Watch her insult many a talk show host very cleverly. (laughs) (laughs) I love that was the best thing about her being in the new Star Wars that she had to do the talk show circuit, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure she fucking loathed. Yeah. But once she was on there and they got her talking, you were like, oh my God, number one guest at a party right here. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. Like I always like, you just you just sit her down with her <laughs> stupid fucking companion dog. Ridiculous. And that fucking thing would come out with her on these shows and just sit. <laughs> right there and of course it's carrie fisher no one's gonna say yeah oh, we can't really do that they're just like okay <laughs> and then dog just weirding everybody out for the whole thing i loved it <laughs> lover that is our list of favorites great heroines you can always tweet us let us know your favorite and yeah. let us know why so the newer material I want to know what the kids are talking about these days. <laughs> so if you've missed someone, you know, big and new, we'd love to hear about it. Yes. From you. Or you can give us one of your favorite memories of one of the ladies we've mentioned already. Yeah. You can always find us on the Twitters. The Facebooks. The Facebooks. <laughs> if you love the show, why not throw us a rating or two <laughs> on iTunes where you can subscribe very easily. Just write in the Popular Parallax. We're delighted you could join us, and we're looking forward to seeing you again next month for time travel. Maybe we'll go there right now. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye. Well, cadets, thanks again for joining Jerichalala and myself, Bunny Sunnydale. Hope you had fun with us as we praise some of the most cherished sci-fi heroines and the talented women who brought these characters to life. Don't forget to give us a quick review or rating on iTunes or Google Play, because we love love original music and popular parallax theme by Ken Chamberlain. Join us again in April when we examine time travel in sci-fi in the next exciting episode of The Popular Parallax. Be bold and have fun!